Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a brand new season of Running on Scuffs. Man, it's been a long time since I've been able to say that, and I cannot tell you enough how wonderful it is to be able to say that. Um, welcome back, everybody. It is uh, time for a brand new season, 2023. Uh, we're ready to get things going here for Running on Scuffs, but first... Allow us to do some introductions. Most of you know who we are, but we're going to remind you anyway. Uh, my name is Justin Seeker. I'm the host here of Running on Scuffs, and I love that we are able to. Uh, I love that we're able to get things going here. Uh, everybody, be sure to uh, <clears throat> to tune in, comment down below your thoughts, and let's go ahead and meet some of our uh, our hosts, our co-hosts. Uh, starting off with my fellow dipstick, Zach Bell. How you doing, buddy? Back and better than ever. Um, new new looking setup for me. You guys can't see it, but uh, look better, sound better, feel better. Ready to attack this 2023 season and hit it just as hard as the drivers hit each other in the clash. Absolutely. It was a fun day of racing here in the clash. Uh, and we're going to, uh, to get back. Mama Seeger. She's already back and ready. She's watching here, so uh, we'd love to have her back. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, and uh, one of uh, Mama Seeger's favorites, Mr. Dan Foster. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, bud. Uh, glad glad to be on this season and uh, ready to get things going. Talk about some NASCAR. It's been a long off season. I had to trim my beard up tonight. I mean, it was, ugh, it was looking rough. I didn't know what to do with myself for those couple months. I'm I'm telling you, you know, the holiday season is great, but oftentimes throughout the holidays, we we find it easy to uh, to kind of lose track of ourselves, uh, and then New Year hits, and it's like, oh wait, we gotta, you know, we actually have to take care of ourselves. Uh, and last but not least, our good friend, Mr. Mike Daphner. How are you doing tonight, sir? Well, I'm doing pretty good. I was clean shaven when the clash started yesterday, and well. That race took so long that this beard decided to grow this much. Yeah, it was a it was a long race last night. Uh, if you guys were watching the Running on Scuffs uh, feed uh, on Twitter last night, I was uh, trying to do some live race updates, and it was literally just caution, green flag, caution, green flag. Uh, chaos, especially chaos, chaos. It was crazy. Uh, as I was telling everybody uh, off screen uh, before the show started, Bob Pockers had actually uh, tweeted about a caution before I had even tweeted about the uh, the green flag. So um, that's just how quickly things were going. And we'll get into that uh, in a little bit later. But uh, before we talk about that, let's talk about the upcoming year for Running on Scuffs. It's a uh, This is our first full-time season uh, as a group. We're going to be able to cover... Uh, hopefully a full season of racing. That's what we're hoping for. We're hoping to uh, be at the track a few times. I know I'll be at uh, Talladega in the spring and hopefully the fall as well. So if nothing more, I'll be there. Um, I'm hoping to uh, to uh, cover as many races as possible. Uh, Zach, I know you've mentioned potentially uh, hoping to go back to Texas. Always. Always a Texas Motor Speedway. As long as that track's there, which will be there forever, folks, I'll be there with it. We certainly, we certainly hope so. We hope you'll get some, uh, 
we hope the content you get from from Texas will be better than the racing that we get at Texas. Ain't that the truth? Uh, <laughs> um, but nonetheless, uh, so we we've got some good good plans. Uh, if you haven't already, be sure to check out uh, runningonscuffs.com. Uh, we've started to post articles and stuff down there. Uh, I just finished up one myself about uh, why Martin Truex Jr. will win the 2023 championship. Uh, so be sure to check that out uh, as well as our others uh, as well. So with that being said, uh, let's get into uh, tonight's show. Uh, we have a few segments tonight. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys know we're not going to be getting scuffed up tonight. I know, I know, I know. Everybody turn off now. Don't don't go anywhere yet. Uh, we've still got some, we're still going to have some chaos tonight on the show. Uh, but we're going to keep it a little bit civilized for the first episode. Uh, but scuffed up will be back next week. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, we also have a special guest next week. We'll move into that with the other uh, so hang tight with us. We'll, we'll be we'll be working on that. Um, Ryan, Ryan, our favorite, our, one of our favorite. He and Mama Seeger combined. We've got both of them. We're we're ready for a show now. We've got we've got Ryan and Mama Seeger back. Ryan's Ryan's already supporting you here. That's right, Ryan, my biggest fan outside of anybody related to me. Uh, you know, I am honored to have you back in this chat, my friend, carrying the load. You know, last year we were carrying the Logano banner, mainly because I bet on him. But this year we're carrying on whatever banner we decide to, to share together. Maybe we can meet in the middle and uh, cheer for like Ryan Blaney or something, you know? I don't understand how Ryan is is a Zach fan when I'm the one who picked Logano to win the championship in the playoff prediction show. But, I put money on him back in January of last year. Look, I don't put money on anything because I don't have enough of it to go around. So I made money. So um, I'm just going to say, Ryan, I'm going to be Ryan's favorite by the end of the season. Just throwing that out there. Wrong. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Hey, I, I won Mama Seeger over. Just, just saying. I, that's true. That that's very true. All right, so we're going to uh, get into our first uh, segment of the night. Uh, we did have a race last night uh, at the uh, L.A. Coliseum, the Bushlight Clash. Uh, so without further ado, we're going to uh, head into a race review segment. And for our race review, we have a lot to unpack in a relatively short amount of time. Um I just want you guys to know, I saw this, uh, they were talking about it uh, on uh, NASCAR Sirius XM Radio uh, on Trade and Paint earlier. <clears throat> this race, if you exclude 30 minutes for the halftime show, was a two-hour and 15-minute race, just the main event, um, which may not sound like a lot for a NASCAR race, but... This was a 37.5-mile race. <laughs> Uh, every everything combined. So uh, this was a crazy event. It was certainly interesting. Um, so let's start with the the winners uh, from last night. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. was finally able to uh, to 
get his first NASCAR sanctioned event win uh, since uh, September of 2021. Uh, he went winless last year, and this class was not a points-paying win, but it was a win nonetheless. Um, Mama Seeger was is right. I want to point that out. There was definitely a lot of trading paint last night. Um, there, there really was. Uh, and Zach, I'm going to give this over to you for just to get your thoughts on the overall clash race, and we'll get into it from there. Uh, folks, that was not a race. That was a joke. Um, you know, here's the thing. If I wanted to go see bumper cars, I'd go drive ten miles out. Go to the local go to the local amusement park see a bunch of eight-year-olds run into each other this is a uh in my opinion a, a pretty poor representation of our sport um and it plays into all the stereotypes that everybody says about nascar um and quite frankly the clash itself is, is a joke this is not the event the event that bill france planned back in the 80s right um Basically, if you drive a race car, you've made the show, unless you uh, drive for RFK. Um, and that's a shame. This event, had, to me, has lost a lot of its luster, and its only saving grace is that we, we do it in a football stadium at this rate. Um, I, I'm ready to, to, to get rid of the whole thing, quite frankly. Ryan uh, bringing up a good point. Way too many cars on the track. NASCAR just didn't want a big name to miss the race. I agree, and and I will say this. I'm not one to say let's get rid of the clash at the Coliseum because I thought the heat races were actually pretty entertaining with just, you know, nine cars. And I think, I think you could get somewhere up to about 15 and maybe have a decent race there. But the problem was there just was way too many cars on the track. And they wanted too many big, you know, they didn't want any big names to miss it. I think uh, now that we've had this two-year, you know, experiment at the Clash, uh, at the Coliseum, I think we keep it at the Coliseum uh, because I like it being in downtown L.A. I like that it gets to that audience. But I think we go back to having a restriction to how many people can make it. It's not just an open to to everybody event, you know, let's, let's make it go back to the poll winners of, of the previous season. Um, Dan, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I think there should be a, a maximum amount or at least some type of stipulation for you to get in. It shouldn't just be a open invitation to anybody and everybody out there. Um, I, I think about 20 cars would be about the maximum I'd really want to have out there just because of how small the track is. I mean, if, if you're starting too wide, 10 rows deep, I mean, you're really not going to be able to go anywhere without shoving the person in front of you out of the way. And I think that's what really showed last night, in my opinion. Um, I mean, it took 10 minutes to run lap, like one single lap because we kept going caution every single time we tried to get a restart in. And I think it was just the fact that there was so many cars on the track, you couldn't move forward unless you moved them out of the way. So there's constantly somebody getting spun out. And I think it was just it was too much. Um, like you said, I do like it being in the market. I, I do like that that concept of it. Um, I, I would prefer it be an actual like racetrack, not a purpose-built track, if that makes sense. Um, but I definitely like that it's in L.A. They're getting that exposure to that market. But let, let's cut it back some, maybe 15, 20, 20 cars or so. Like if there's pole, pole winners, I'm okay with that. Uh, to me, that kind of goes back to the history of it anyways. So 
Uh, but yeah, just too much. And please, for the love of God, if we're going to do 150 laps, count the caution laps. That. Please count the caution laps. You know, I don't think they expected to have this problem uh, with without with uh, not counting caution laps. I, I don't know why they, they kind of overlooked that, but I honestly think NASCAR was like, yeah, we can just do 150 laps, not count the cautions, and, and it'll be just fine. But um, Because there wasn't a lot of cautions last year in, in NASCAR's defense, and you've heard a lot of drivers talk about it, that the way that they raced this race last season versus this year was different because we're talking about part shortages and everything coming into last year. Some teams only had one car built, and NASCAR, I know we're talking about like, open, like oh, you know, it's an open invitation. No, no, no. This is a mandatory event for all 36 charter teams to attend and try to make this race. There is no option for, you know, Rick Ware or whoever to be like, oh, I'm going to pass on this one, folks. I don't want to drive to L.A. and waste my time and money. He, they had to go. They had to go, and they had to run this race. And um, but quite was frankly, it open to open cars as well or no? Because I thought at one point it's o- it was open life. to open cars. Okay. But there were no open cars that attended. It was the 36 charter teams. And, and that that tells you right there, like, why, if it was such a money-making event or some grand spectacle, the open cars would have shown up. But they didn't. Yeah. They stayed home. <clears throat> Ryan has a couple of good points, and then I'll, I'll go to you, Mike. Uh, Ryan uh, said that he would love to see the 16 cars that made the playoffs the season prior in the class. I think that's a good idea. And also the uh, the maybe the caution laps count into the final ten or twenty, you know, and then that way it just guarantees that we you know have a good green flag finish or what have you. Um, but Mike, you were you had something to say on that point? Well, so I agree with Dan on the count the caution laps at least until you get close to the end. I find it funny that NASCAR pretty much made it an open style race. So no big names would be missing. And then the entire RFK team didn't make it. And then just a little bit of a stat on last night's race. We averaged a lap every 36 seconds, which is about the average lap time at Michigan international speedway, which is a two mile track. Like what? I guess how long that took is that, cars running a quarter mile lap were taking as much time as it takes to run a two mile lap on average. Yeah, it certainly was, was not, I mean, for, for a quarter mile track should not have been, been taken that long. I mean, I want to say it was like, what was it like 40 minutes after the, uh, the halfway break? And we had only run like 10 laps. Yeah, something like that. Like it was green flag checkered. It was crazy. Um, Nonetheless, uh, you know, there were some good things about it. Uh, I thought, you know, obviously one big name that I have to shout out besides the podium drivers was Ryan Priest. Uh, He proved that that he knows how to drive the 41, which we kind of expected, especially at a short track like this. Uh, because Ryan Priest comes from that background. But just really cool to see Ryan Priest do something really good with the 41. Uh, he did really well in the class last year when he was driving for Rick Ware in the 15. So, I mean, I don't think anybody expected much less. But it was just really cool to be able to see that. Um, obviously, Martin Truex Jr., good job on him. 
Uh, I had to mention him again because he's my guy. Um, it's been a long time. Justin has it actually, has <laughs> Justin has been through currently zero episodes of Running on Scuffs without celebrating a win by Martin Truex. So listen, I know, it, I know, he's going to be a bit full of it the next two weeks, fans. But I promise you, I promise you this: when when one Dennis Hamlin returns to victory lane, you know it'll all turn back to the way it's supposed to on this show. Probably, we, probably with the fourth Daytona 500 win. That's right, we everybody. Need to... We need Ryan Priest and good equipment already. Like he's got the talent. He just can't get like top tier equipment to save his life. Well, hopefully SHR is gonna be that for him. Um, yeah. yeah. They're supposed I mean, to be taking a step forward this year, I feel like Yeah. Um but nonetheless, uh Austin Dillon and Kyle Bush were both able to get uh on the podium uh with a two three finish. So Really good for the RCR crew, especially Kyle Bush. He kind of showed out in his uh, uh, in his RCR debut, uh, more or less. Uh, we'll see how they do at Daytona here in a couple weeks, but nonetheless, that was kind of our uh, our race review. Uh, if you guys want to see uh, the full results, be sure to go to runningonscuffs.com. We've got full results posted uh, for that. So uh, with that being said, we're going to move on to uh, another segment, which <clears throat> so it was advised uh, to me throughout the offseason by multiple people that we change the name uh, of our story uh, of our story uh, segment uh, because um, we have. Uh, yeah, that, that was one I, I did not. uh I, I did not uh, get to Ryan was the uh, Kyle Bush and Joey Logano rivalry heating back up, by the way, a uh, big shout out to, uh, to our, our old producer, Peyton Moore. Thank you for, for tuning in. We always appreciate everybody watching uh, and we hope everyone is doing well. <clears throat> so don't forget the Ross Chastain and Denny Hamlin fire. It's still going folks. You know, I was surprised that Denny Hamlin didn't say anything more a- after the race immediately, uh, or even really retaliate in the race. Well, um, I don't really want to be the guy that shouts out other shows, but if I'm going to shout out any other podcast, it's going to be actions detrimental. So, uh, Denny, I won't spoil it for anybody who listens listen after us, of course, but um, I will say I, he he explains quite a bit why I think you don't under like why we're not quite we don't see quite the anger we saw after the race um in in the show because uh, he he got spun out twice uh during the race you know I mean he got dumped by Chastain and then dumped by old video gamer Bill Byron you know so some people couldn't leave it in the past I guess you know I, I just want to point out to, to everybody that's that's on our show right now and everybody watching. Um, we're, this Running on Scuffs isn't even Zach's favorite show that debuted today. Um, <laughs> well, we're not actually debuting. We're just returning. We're, 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 either way, we're, we're still not your favorite. We're, uh, you're my favorite host. Denny Hamlet doesn't host his podcast, so. <clears throat> well, that's, that's, you know what? I'll take it. I You know what? I will take it. Um Nonetheless, I was advised throughout the offseason that I needed to change the uh, the name of one of our segments, especially our news story uh, segment, 
if you don't remember, our news story segment used to be called Feel Goods. Um, and we're still going to have Feel Goods uh, as a part of a different segment, but uh, it was brought to my attention that not every bit of story that we share was necessarily a feel good story. So uh, instead of doing feel goods, we're going to get into our new segment and we're going to be calling it scuff stories from now on. So we'll be hitting that. By the way, thank you to, uh, to Peyton Moore. Uh, she may no longer uh, be on our show full time, but she did still make these graphics for us. So we're, we're appreciative to her for that. Uh, she always did a really good job on the, on the graphics and we appreciate her doing that for us. Um, <clears throat> so thank you to her for that. But anyways, we've got a lot of off season, uh, news to go through and we're going to try to go through the main stuff as much as we can, because it would be far too much to, to go through, um, individually, but <clears throat> the number one story that I feel we have to talk about, uh, obviously Kevin Harvick is retiring at the end of the, uh, of the 2023 season. Uh, he will be joining the Fox booth in 2024 with Clint Boyer and Mike Joy. That was announced last night, uh, during the clash, uh, broadcast. So uh, it'll be cool to see Kevin Harvick. He'll still be around the track, uh, at least for a good chunk of the season. But uh, it sucks because uh, Kevin Harvick is really kind of the last, uh, the last tie to the Dale era of NASCAR. So, uh, you know, it was really cool. You know, Kevin Harvick has not always been the, the most liked guy in parts of his career, but I think everybody has always respected Kevin Harvick and has always uh, – had a good, uh, you know, it, at least it's somewhat sad to see him go. Zach, I kind of see you nodding your head, though. What's your... Uh... Uh, the, respecting Kevin Harvick, no. Listen, I have seen Kevin Harvick do countless, bonehead, downright, inexplicably dumb decisions on the racetrack. There have been plenty of times I did not respect Kevin Harvick throughout his career. Um, I, I will say that I respect his opinions on the sport in terms of this next-year car and stuff. I respect that. Um, but if you're going to tell me I need to respect the guy who, uh, you know, sat here and ran into Kyle Busch on pit road or whatever that one time and also instigated that fight in 2014 at Texas between Jeff Gordon and Brad Keselowski, you're crazy. Hey, Kevin Harvick uh, will forever go down in history as a, as a scuffy award winner for his uh rivalry with uh with nascar last year so you know what we will take that uh as a yeah a little bit of a plug there um okay so most everybody respects kevin harvick uh at least from an overall standpoint um moving on we have uh another uh big name jimmy johnson uh, is a part of what used to be Petty GMS is now called Legacy Motor Club. You guys have probably seen that. Um, kind of getting the uh, the Petty Petty name away from it, just to so that they can become something greater. Uh, bringing in Jimmy Johnson really adds a a big piece to that team's puzzle. Um, and I think it was a, a the perfect time to 
to do something like that. Dan, what do you think about uh, Patty DMS going to Legacy Motor Club? Um, I mean, me and you and Zach and, and Mike, we've all had conversations about this in the past. Um, I I felt that it's it's kind of time to move away from the Petty name personally. Obviously, he's really not the, the, the main guy in charge over there. He hasn't been for quite a while. Um, I think he does still bring um, notoriety, I guess you would say, from some of the older fans and stuff like that. But for the most part, he hasn't really been the man in charge. He hasn't really been making decisions. Um, so I, I do feel like it's it's kind of time to move on from that name. Although their Facebook page still says Petty GMS, which kind of throws me off every time I see an update from them. Um, so if they're watching anybody, please have them fix their name. But um, I, I think Legacy Motor, Motor Club is a, is a really cool name. Um, I, I like how their, their logo is just a solid black with the gold letters. Um, I'm excited to see Jimmy Johnson back in a car. I mean, I was never a huge Jimmy Johnson fan, um, but I do think that because I've, I he was really the, the first real big driver to win multiple races as me being an active everyday fan. Um, I, th- I think it's, it's cool to see him kind of come back to his roots. Um, yeah. He's not going to run full time, but I, th- I think it's going to be f- cool and fun to see him. Uh, it's going to be odd to see him in the 84, but I'm excited and I'm, and I'm ready to see it in just two weeks. Yeah, we get to see him uh, back uh, for the Daytona 500. He will uh, attempt to qualify for the Daytona 500 with Legacy Motor Club in the 84, uh, sponsored by Carvana. And uh, last night, uh, he announced that he will also attempt to run the Chicago Street Race. Uh, that was another another thing that Jimmy Johnson announced. He will be running multiple races with Legacy Motor Club. Not entirely sure how that'll be. Uh, Ryan Hill, uh, another comment here. Really excited to see Johnson back. I am too. I'm excited to see what Jimmy Johnson does uh, being back in a car. Um, he said when he ran the, the test session that it almost felt like he was home, uh, even being in the next gen car, which I thought was really cool. So it'll be interesting to see what he does with that. Uh, also attempting the Daytona 500, uh, Travis Pastrana is going to attempt the Daytona 500 with uh, 2311 Racing. Um, so that's another name. Uh, he will be driving the number 67 uh, Toyota for, for 2311, and that will be sponsored by Black Rifle Coffee. Um, so that'll be his paint scheme actually just got uh, revealed earlier today. Uh, Chandler Smith is also going to attempt to run the Daytona 500. We've got a few of these. Um, with Colleague Racing, uh, he'll drive the number 13. Uh, so really cool for Chandler Smith to get the opportunity. He's running full-time Xfinity with Colleague. Uh, so he'll be running double duty for the 500, assuming he makes it uh, into the field. Um, Riley Herbst will run the Daytona 500. Notice I did not say attempt there because he will be running the 15 uh, for Rick Ware Racing. That's a chartered car. So Riley Herbst will be in the uh, in the Daytona 500. And Zach, I, I wanted to get your opinion on this simply because you and I have talked about this. Can you imagine a world where Riley Herbst makes the Daytona 500 and Jimmy Johnson and or Travis Pastrana does not? Oh, folks. Uh, long-time listeners of me, uh, and, and back to Justin and I, like the base days, uh, knows that I have a long-standing belief that Riley Herbst is not a talented race car driver. 
I still hold this belief to be true. Uh, you know, I, I normally am not against the charter system. I understand why it's there and I support it. But uh, for one of you know, for one of the few times, uh, I really am very anti-charter system on this one. Um, if Jimmy and Travis Pastrana and even like Chandler Smith and uh, Zane Smith, the guys like that, or Austin Hill, some one of them's not going to make the race. But you know, whichever one of those guys that doesn't make the race because we have a chartered Riley Herbst in the field. Uh, it's going to get my blood boiling. Uh, go ahead and check out the, the Twitter feeds for that one, folks. Uh, that duel, I'm sure, after the duels, they'll be popping off because uh, I will not be a happy customer. You know, Zach, I'm going to let you run the uh, the Running on Scuffs Twitter page for the duels. Oh, uh, man. Let Justin, that... we might get, we might get uh, shut down and we might get some community guidelines. It's best that you run the Running on Scuffs Twitter. I run my personal Twitter. And you retweet the stuff that's run on Scuffs appropriate. Fair if enough. If anybody'd like I, to see the the PG thirteen and rated R content, then come on over. Dan, Dan and Mike, Dan and Mike both approved that, so I guess we'll 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 go with that. Going over to at zrbell ninety eight on Twitter for the rated R content about Riley Herbst. R meaning really really upset. I'm in multiple group chats with Zach during the races. Trust me, there's stuff that's not appropriate. <laughs> Um, yeah, can confirm I am also in multiple group chats with that man, and yeah, especially if somebody does something to Denny Hamlin, then it really pops off. Just imagine if Riley Herb somehow accidentally takes out Denny Hamlin during the lead of the duel. Oh, There's no, no accident that Riley Herb is involved in his or lack of talent. <laughs> No, 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 no. If Riley Herbst takes out Denny Hamlin, I may just shut my phone off so I don't have to hear it. Listen, if you're uh, Riley Herbst and you're listening to our show, please come on and defend yourself. There's an open spot here. Mike, Dan, anybody can be kicked off. It'd be a nice one-on-one conversation between the Herbstinator and I. I I'd uh, be more than happy to just give you and Riley Herbst the show. Um, I'll, I'll never forget that uh, Riley Herbst's family owns the Terribles gas stations out the west coast and everything out west and uh i couldn't think of a more fitting company name for his talent lord have mercy um moving on we have a couple more daytona 500s uh attempts uh zane smith uh, is going to attempt the 500 uh for front row motorsports that will be a third uh front row motorsports car so it will be an open car um and then austin hill will attempt with the 62 of beard motorsports um so right now we've got uh, five uh, open entries to the uh, Daytona 500, which means uh, at least one of them will be uh, will be out. Mama Seeger uh, says, "Tell us how you really feel, Zach." <laughs> oh man, yeah, just, man. I I won't take this personal podcast to get to the run of the herbs, but uh, to shout out something we were going to be doing the. The Saturday, the Scuff Saturday, or whatever we're calling it. I'm sorry, Justin. I'm really bad. Yeah, yeah. Scuff Saturdays. Scuff Saturday. Whenever, whenever I get the open Zach turn and stuff, on, feel free to spam me with all the Riley Herbs questions you may have. That'll That's be our a... open. We'll have an episode dedicated to Riley Herbst, followed up by an episode dedicated to Ross Chastain. Hey, I'll be, uh, I'll be back at home for the for the Scuff Saturday, so maybe I can get Mama Seeger to come in and, and just have a conversation with you about it, like. Well, is Mama Seeger a Riley Herbst fan, or like? No, but but you know, I think she'd love to hear all about how you really feel about him. 
Yeah, yeah. She'd do like a little interview session, like a little Q and A. It'd be great. Yeah. I would I pay big money to have Mama Seeger on this show. <laughs> how how much are you? How much? Are I'm you about to say, about? I don't know whose pocket that money's coming out of, but it ain't uh, mine. Uh, Maybe Riley Herbst can pay for her to be on the show. Yeah. Huh? Is she a Riley Herbst fan? Did I miss something? No, no, I, I don't. She's not. She's not a Riley Herbst fan. But nobody um, is. I don't. I don't I think, think his she, mom uh, might be. I, I don't know. No. Actually, Cole uh, Custer's driving for SHR. His mom's a Cole Custer fan. Hate to break it to you. She's an SHR fan. So it goes: Harvick, Priest, Almarola, Briscoe, Custer, then Herbst on her SHR drivers list. We're talking about Riley Herbst's mom, not my yeah. mom. Like, yeah. Okay. Your mom strikes me as a Chase Briscoe fan of all the SHR drivers. Uh, yeah, she likes Briscoe. She likes yeah. Briscoe. I, I like Briscoe, I think. Um, nonetheless, uh, <clears throat> speaking, that's all the uh, Daytona 500 entries we have. Uh, we know at least one of them will not make the uh, the 500. We're still waiting on potentially others to, to join that. Uh, Kyle Larson announced that in 2024... He will be attempting the Indy 500 Coke 600 double. Uh, this is the first driver to attempt that, I believe, since uh, since Kurt Busch did uh, a few years back, uh, if I'm not mistaken. You are um, correct on that, Justin. Um, I, but, I'm, I'm glad but, I was correct because I don't remember what year it was. But, but folks, this is not the Indy Coke 600 double. This is forever and will forever be known on this podcast as the Andretti double. You know what? I can, I, I can, I can respect it. It's the Andretti double. We'll, we'll go with that. Um, I can handle that. Yeah, we, we can go with that. Um, so he will, he will attempt that in 2024. It will not be this year, so uh, we still have another, another year to wait for that. It was 2014. Kurt Busch ran it, by the way. So it'll be 10 years after. That'll be 10 years. All right. Uh, we did have some Xfinity and Truck Silly Season news. Um, the number 19 open car for the Xfinity series continues to, to grow with more, uh, more drivers being added. Um, you know, we have a full list of drivers for the, uh, for the full time. Uh, uh, we have full time entry lists, uh, for the cup NASCAR Xfinity series and the truck series, uh, all on running on scus.com. Uh, and if you guys can't tell, I'm really really plugging our website right now because it's just so awesome. Dan made me, Dan made me make uh, full team charts. I didn't make you. Website. I didn't make you. I, <laughs> I, I just highly recommended it and pushed you towards it. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, it was heavily, uh, it was heavily insisted upon. <laughs> Nonetheless, they were fun to make. It took me about eight hours to make each one though. So that's why I'm uh, really recommending everybody go check it out. 2023 uh, NASCAR has a new rules package, um, and there are a few new rules that we uh, that we have to uh, that we have to focus on. Number one uh, being uh, the Ross Chastain the Hell Melon. Uh, it's now being outlawed. Um, Finally, some people like it, some people don't like it. The Hell Melon is no longer going to be allowed in NASCAR if a driver. Uh, attempts a move similar to the Hill Melon by NASCAR's discretion, they will add a time penalty to it. Um, 
Unpopular opinion here, uh, although not for Zach. Zach's going to love this opinion. Uh, I like this move. Um, I'm not upset that it happened in this Martinsville playoff race, but I don't want to see it in every Martinsville playoff race. Um, Ryan Hill says, good move by NASCAR. That's um, right, Ryan. That's why you're the best. Again, I can respect it because, you know what, this is how – in, in a lot of things in life, this is how we get new rules. Uh, somebody has to break it. Uh, somebody has to do something that they never even thought about and was like, shoot, maybe we should, you know, maybe we should try that. Ross Chastain did something that I don't think anybody imagined he would do. But, um, Mike, I know you were you were kind of doing a thumbs down there. What, what are your thoughts on that? Listen, if somebody has the cojones to try that, let him like he like unless somebody gets hurt you don't need to be making a rule that bans strategy because that's all that was that was just strategy to advance your position and now you're making rules to ban it i've been saying this for years i i this is right up there with the double yellow line rule it's stupid get rid of it it's strategy works Matt Marr says, I think uh, banning the move is the right decision. It was cool to see, but it can be dangerous and a lot can go wrong with it. I agree with that. Uh, and uh, Matt, we look forward to having you on later this month on the show. Um, so little, little foreshadowing there. Um, I would, uh, I would agree. I, I appreciate that the move happened once. Uh, and, and that is, that's right. Mama Seeger. Even Ross Chastain said he didn't want to do it again. Uh, so, you know, that, that's fair. Um, Ryan says, you know, you got to prevent people from getting hurt. I, you know. Especially after last season. Yeah. yeah. How about they focus fixing, <clears throat> on fixing the car before banning moves? How about that? Well, that, that's true, but nonetheless. Um, I mean, when it happened, I, I was in support of the Ross Chassane move, but mm-hmm. In hindsight, I, I I really honestly understand where NASCAR's coming from and agree that, yeah, this isn't something we need to see every single time we go to Martinsville. Um, but I, I, I definitely think it was great to see. I watched it live. It was unreal. Like, it just, I couldn't believe it. But looking back, it's like, yeah, no, that that's not a good idea. Like, not, not, not on a regular basis. And so you got to police it somehow to prevent it from happening every time. And really that's the only way to do it. I do think it would have been interesting to at a Martinsville race to like see four or five playoff drivers, try that on the last lap and then I'll be <laughs> nose to tail and they all wreck. And then the one person who didn't try it's the one who, who ends up doing well with it. But <clears throat> nonetheless, uh, I appreciate the move that that happened in this past year, but not moving forward. Uh, another uh, big change uh, we will no longer have staged cautions um, at road courses in the Cup Series. Uh, this is something personally that I've been pushing for at every track, but you know we can start at the road courses. Um, there will still be stages; uh, points will still be awarded at certain laps for the road courses, uh, but they will not have staged cautions. This is to help avoid a lot of drivers, you know pitting right before the stage breaks um and then you know it completely shaking up the the strategy um 
for drivers. So this will be interesting for road courses. Again, that's something that I kind of advocate for for all tracks, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Zach, what are your thoughts on having no stage breaks? Uh, um, for the I, I go a bit back and forth, um, to be honest. While I understand that maybe traditional road course strategy is back and you can now play for stage wins and the wins without having significantly the better car. Um, it, it was interesting at times last year to to think about who, who tried to play that card for a stage win and um, what the points format it is and stage a stage win is worth the playoff point. I actually think that you're actually diminishing strategy throughout the entire race by removing this because um, maybe, maybe mid-tier road racers, uh, road course racers, no longer have the opportunity to get a stage win and they'll just be in, you know, 15th all day. Um, so I, while I understand that the majority of the fan base is here for it, and, and like I said, I mean, I'm, you know, it's no fun seeing the leader, like every single top 10 car pit, you know, with free to go in a stage. Um, it, it takes away the, the choice that the guy in 12th, the guy in 15th has to make, you know? Um, and I, I think that has some value, honestly. That's a, that's a fair point. Um, <clears throat> Nonetheless, uh, we're going to see how it works this year. Maybe it's something NASCAR keeps uh, for the future. Maybe it's something they expand upon. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. But uh, there are other rules that were uh, that were announced. Uh, for example, the, uh, the choose cone rule will be at all tracks. Uh, the damage vehicle policy will be at uh, seven minutes now instead of six. Um, good rules there. Uh, I know there are others that I am missing, um, but for uh, time... how about the just to real quickly to brush over it and yes. to laugh at it? NASCAR removing the top thirty in points penalty. This oh is yeah, the, this yeah. is this is the core of the joy rule, right? Like because the joy should probably could have won Atlanta. Mm-hmm. This is this is just for him, basically, right? Like or like Cody Ware. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's really for uh, for drivers like you know like LaJoy or. or Spire so Motorsports and and um, and Rick Ware um, Racing. Congratulations. Honestly, I think it's it's more of a rule for like if uh, if we were to have like a Kyle Busch 2015 incident again, like where you don't have to necessarily be in the top 30. Boy, that's the only time I've ever really seen that. Rule well, they still the way it still says you have to like be a be like attempting all the races if you unless you have a waiver. Yeah, so the waiver would still come into play. Yeah. But really, like I said, I really think it was like just boils down to like had LaJoy won Atlanta last year and not been in the top 30 of points, like it just takes the NASCAR's ability to have to explain it away. Yeah. The whole waiver thing uh, corrected something I was about to say because I was going to say it'd be funny as hell to see Jimmy Johnson win the Daytona 500 and be playoff eligible when run one race. Yeah, uh, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I wonder if he were to win the 500, if they'd immediately change his season plans. <laughs> Be like, all right, Jimmy, uh, one full season for us, okay? He'll put hey. him in 43 and take Eric Jones out. No, no. <laughs> hey, you you know that, that NASCAR would love to see it. Like, hey, a chance to get Jimmy Johnson in the playoffs, they would, they'd be all for it. I'm just excited to see him. In... Isn't he going to one of the booths next year as well? Uh, no, no. Oh. I don't think he's announced what he's doing for 2024. He may still run a part-time 
uh, with Legacy. If... When he well, when he was talking about his his last two seasons in IndyCar, and he said that he didn't feel like he was on edge, like driving on the edge, like he does in NASCAR. That kind of threw me because I'm like, I feel like if I was going to be more on the edge in the two, it would definitely be IndyCar. You don't have a hood, like a, a roof over your head. Like those cars are a lot faster, especially Indianapolis for the 500. Um, but I, I, I do think he's going to run part time again next year. I, I don't think he'll ever come back full time, but I think he will run a, a, another part time schedule next, next season. Matt had a comment about that. If he has the funds, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if um, he has the money, they'll, they'll, I mean, because honestly, if you look at it, uh, Gallagher's sponsoring most of this season so far from what it looks like with the Legion and even Sunseeker Resorts that was on the 42 this weekend. Oh, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they can get Carvana to, to cough up the change to, to fund a full season Jimmy effort here. Oh, yeah. He wants to run the class next year, uh, according to Matt. That's a, you know, I don't see why, why not. I mean, if we're going to, you know, if we're going to have this, craziness of a class anyway might as well there's jimmy johnson in there and if it's gonna stay in la then like it makes even more sense being a california kid try to get in on the clash back at home <coughs> make uh, a I, special clash that's just legend drivers get dale jr bill elliott like jimmy johnson jeff gordon all do it they have that now mike it's called the srx oh Ooh. fair <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyways, um, a little bit, one, one piece of, uh, sad news I have to announce, uh, it was announced earlier today, uh, that Martha Jarrett, uh, the wife of Ned Jarrett has passed away. Uh, she passed away yesterday. Um, uh, they didn't, uh, didn't say much except for she and Ned had been married for 67 years, um, and that they request the, uh, the family request privacy at this point. So that's all we will We'll comment on that, but I uh, just wanted to announce that. Um, it also came out a little bit later today that Kyle Busch has had uh, a bit of an incident in uh, in Mexico during the off season uh, with a with a firearm. Um, just a bit of a misunderstanding, from what I understand. Uh, Kyle Busch uh, made a statement about it, saying it was his mistake. Uh, looks like ultimately, I, I think things are going to clear up there. It's just a uh, a little something that that he had happen, uh, kind of on a vacation. He has all the permits to carry uh, here. Um, you know, just some things are a little bit different in other countries. Yeah, I was, I was a little curious about that because it says that he's uh, like he got sentenced to three and a half years, but I don't. It doesn't say like when he's going to serve it or where or even how that's going to work. Like it was like eleven hundred dollars uh, as far as U.S. dollars, like fine, and then three and a half years jail time and i'm like but where he's yeah, not serving that jail time he's no i mean i i, I don't like, like expect ever. him to but it's just like it was like an odd situation i just thought i just thought of something funny he got like nascar goes back to mexico city he's completely forgot about this and mexican authorities show up and just pull him right out of the car uh, matt uh thank you for clarifying that he was detained in january no jail fine so um you know, it, that's what it seemed like to me. It seemed like it was a pretty simple, you know, pretty, pretty simple thing. It, you yeah. know, I think overall, you know, I, a guy like Kyle Bush, you know, obviously he's going to cooperate to the fullest extent he can. And I think they get that settled out. But anyways, 
Uh, let's talk about something that we may not get settled out. We've got uh, a brand new segment that we're going to uh, to introduce to you guys right here, right now. Uh, we're getting ready for the 2023 season. Uh, we're getting ready to go points racing, and we uh, and uh, we have to uh, give out some hot takes. But hot Ooh. takes. Let's, Hot taste. That's too generic. Too gen- that's not the way we do things around here. We gotta, we gotta make it tie into the brand. We gotta do something uh, fun. So, with that being said, we're about to burn some rubber with our hot takes. <clears throat> so, the way I had everybody do this, I, I had you guys come up with ten hot takes. Uh, and we're going to go through them all about as quickly as we can. Uh, and we may look back on this episode and some of these may be right. Some of these may be totally crazy. Uh, some of us may have the same ones in different places. Uh, but nonetheless, 10 hot takes that we have uh, ranking from 10% all the way down to 100%. Uh, and Dan... I'm going to get you to start us off, starting with your your coldest take uh, out of the the one. Still going to be a little bit of a hot take, but but we're going to go with your coldest take. I actually already shared this on Twitter because um, Zach was asking for some the other day. I personally don't see Jimmy Johnson getting a single top ten this season in any of the races he he completes. That's an interesting hot take. You're not uh, fun. <laughs> Uh, Zach, since uh, since that kind of ties into your your uh, tweet, why don't you give us your your coldest take here? First of all, none of these takes will be in my Twitter feed. Yeah. Secondly, I apologize for missing this weekend. I was on a, a retreat, but I will say this: uh, my first one is very very mild. But this year we will have a first time Cup Series champion. A first time. Ooh. There's a lot, <clears throat> a lot of previous champs. Mike, what uh, what say you? What's your uh, your first hot take for 2023? Mine's really simple. Kevin Harvick's going to return to victory lane and wins at least three races. Interesting take. Uh, my coldest take for uh, for this is, uh, and I think after watching the clash, uh, I'm even more supported in this. RFK goes winless in 2023. Um, Super speedways and maybe road courses for, for yeah, I agree with you, Matt. That's not even a hot take. Like I think after, uh, after I typed this up before the clash happened, and then after the clash, I was like, gosh, that's not even like a hot. It's not even a hot take, but <clears throat> I'll I'll keep it there, uh, and I'll go ahead and start us off uh, for our twenty percent. So these are going to dial up the heat just a little bit. Um, and I'm going to say I don't think it's an incredibly hot take that Ryan Priest wins a race, but the way I did this was I have a specific race that Ryan Priest is going to win this year, and I believe that Ryan Priest wins at Nashville <clears throat> later this season. I can uh, see that for sure. Yeah. So, uh, so Dan, why don't you uh, you get us started for uh, for your next hot take? Uh, I'm actually going to go that. Tyler Reddick is going to make it to the championship four. Mm. Tyler Reddick in the championship four. Zach, what say you? 
right, mine, I, I feel this is a little bit hotter because this is kind of a, a very broad take, but uh, Ford will not make the championship four in both the Cup mm. and Xfinity Series. Oh, that's a that's low on the list, man. That's huge. I mean, I could see Xfinity because they don't really have anybody but Cup. Are you kidding me? Cole Custer's <sighs> not going to make the final. Oh four shoot! I forgot Xfinity about Cole Custer going like, Xfinity. My like, bad. That's that's I, a hot take. That's a hot take. Last year's champion Joey Logano's not making it to the final four. <sighs> I, could I do. It's see not an even. It's not an even numbered year. He's got to try. He's going to wait till next year. It's not an even numbered year. It's not Logano's time. Um. Sorry, Ryan. Nonetheless, um, all right, Mike. What's your what's your next one here? Uh, going off of same for the last one, and that's kind of how my first four are. MTJ is going to win at least four races. Hey, I like that take. We're we're going to go with that. I like that. Mike is my favorite new favorite scuff right now. <laughs> you guys need to start, and because oh, of that, just wait, just wait. There's more. And because of that, Mike, you get to lead us off for our 30 percenters. You get to go go again because um, I'm so proud of you. With the 30 percenters, I've got Ross Chastain winning at least four races. Hey, I like that too. He's my second favorite driver. I, I like that. You know what? We're going to go backwards, and I'm going to go to Zach just because I want to hear his take on this. Uh, my 30 percenter <laughs> stands in direct opposition to some of Mike's takes. Uh, Kevin Harvick goes winless in his final season. Oh, no way. Yes, way. Not a chance. Absolutely. Clo a chance. The closer's going to win one. Come the on. Closer's, the closer is going out on a dead, like a silent, but definitely not deadly fart. He's in a, like a straight through the wind. Whoop. Hey, no. I just want to point out, my uh, Matt, that in 2021, Truex had four wins and he made the championship four. Um, but I digress. Dan, what say you? What's what's your next hot take? Your 30 percenter here. Ty Gibbs is not going to make the playoffs, but does win a race after the start of the playoffs. I can see that. Interesting. Uh, for my uh, 30 percenter, I said that Richmond will not have two race dates in 2024. Uh, and I the reason I put that for Richmond. The reason I put that for this year uh, is because we usually get the uh, the schedule update coming out sometime during the season. So uh, that's my that's a hot take. Richmond will not have two race dates in 2024. Um, Zach, why don't you uh, you haven't kicked us off for one yet? Why don't you get us started with your next one? Yeah, this one this one also direct opposition to Mike um, Martin Truex Jr. continues his winless points paying races street all the way through the entire season. Justin just, has a long after, after last night. I just don't know if I think that momentum sees he's going to get at least one, but I, I, I wrote this before the clash. I really don't care. I stand by my takes. I don't care what I, I could have wrote them right after Phoenix ended last year. Um, I did it, but I could have, and I stand by my takes. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, Mike, uh, since Zach's in a, uh, Complete defiance of you. What's your next take? Austin Dillon is going to win two races. I could see that with the way the clash goes. Austin Dillon always seems to be one that uh, uh, Mama Seeger backs me up. Truex is going to win multiple races. You know what? I like I, Mama I Seeger right have, about so that's, now. Yeah, that's. Uh, but <clears throat> you know, I, I could see that with Austin Dillon. He always seems to be one who's. At least in contention for first 
a couple wins. So, uh, Dan, what say you? You've got a got a forty percenter to. SHR wins no more than two races. Wow. And Ryan Priest is going to win one of them in Nashville. That's I, I, I could see it. I could see it. Who's going to get the other one? Um, my uh, uh, my 40 percenter actually uh, is in relation to the Daytona 500 in a, in a couple weeks. Uh, right now we have uh, enough entry of uh, enough open entries where we know at least one driver will miss the field. Uh, and my hot take is that that driver is Travis Pastrana. I'm going to say that he misses the Daytona 500, uh, even in a 2311 car. Uh, Mike, we're going to go to you for a 50 percenter here. We're about, we're getting close to halfway through our hot takes and they're only going to get hotter as we go along. Can we actually go last for me this round and first next round? Cause my next two tie together. Uh, sure. We'll, we'll go with that. Uh, you know what? I'll get us started with a, with a 50 percenter because this one is actually one that people have already said. Um, Matt says, I don't think that's a hot take. Matt's just getting all over. He doesn't like my, my takes. Apparently I tried to be a uh, somewhat mild because I wanted to, I wanted to be right on a few of them, but they get a little bit hotter uh, as they go on. So um, this one's already been said, uh, by Zach. I put mine a little higher on the list. I think, uh, for my 50 percenter, I also think Kevin Harvick gives winless in his final season. Whoa. Um, I hate it because I, I, you know, I want him to win, but I just, I don't see it. I think he had a down year last year and I, I think it's going to continue. Uh, so Dan, we'll go to go to you for your 50 percenter here. That that is why I uh, mentioned the Stuart Haas only getting two wins. I do I do believe Priest and Briscoe will get those two personally. Um, my fifty percenter is that. Uh, sorry, I just drew a blank there for a second. Uh, Hendrick Motorsports will get no more than six wins all season. Oh, mm. uh, Zach, what's um, I'm not gonna lie. No, <laughs> <laughs> Zach, what say you for for your fifty percenter here? Uh, this one, once again, in opposition to Dan, and, and I think this one's going to be in opposition to a lot of a lot of viewers and NASCAR people. RCR goes winless in 2023. Neither Kyle oh. Busch nor 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 Austin Dillon win a race. Um, they will, however, dominate the USA TV network with, I'm sure, another <laughs> Austin Dillon life in the fast lane, featuring rowdy energy all over it. Interesting. Well, Mike, you've got two that tie together, so give us your 50% and 60% here. Well, it's actually kind of funny that Zach had that at his 50% because I have RCR having two cars in the round of eight. And wow. I have, for my 60%er, Kyle Busch wins at the Roval advancing to the round of eight. Kyle he would have been Roval? eliminated and it wins when... It, Winning, you're in, and he wins it. Oh, so he's going to clutch up like Bell? Yep. Okay. That's that's interesting for Kyle Busch at the Roval because he never has, like, I don't think Kyle Busch has ever been horrible at the Roval, but he hasn't been, uh, uh, you know, man. That is true. He yeah, has been horrible at the Roval. He literally quit a race at the Roval. That is true. He did do that. Uh, he has been horrible. Exactly. Yeah, that was Joe Gibbs racing, Kyle. RCR Kyle's different. Um, <laughs> All right. 
my 60% is actually the inverse of one of my takes in a way. Um, four Fords will make the championship four in the truck series. I'm calling it now. It's a uh, all Thor sport and front row motorsports. So Zane Smith and all of the uh, the Thor sport except for Haley Deegan. Or Matt Crafton. She's a tricon, isn't she? I know. No, she's, she's, no, she's, she's a Thor sport. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, my uh, Dan, you can go ahead and give us your sixty percent because my my next two kind of tie into each other like Mike's did. My my sixty percenter yes. is that uh, Rally Herps does not make the round of eight in Xfinity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zach's a fan of that one. Uh, Zach's freezing cold take. Rally Herps doesn't make the playoffs <laughs> at all. My, Watch uh, out for Big Machine and Parker Kligerman this year, everybody. Yes. Uh, so uh, this my for my sixty percenter. This is one that I have seen a lot of people. Uh, I've seen this goes against a lot of people I've seen on social media and I just, I'll be honest. I don't see it. I think Alex Bowman misses the playoffs in 2023. Does he uh, get fired by Rick injured too, or, uh, and no, I, I don't have that as a hot take, but, <laughs> uh, my number seven, my 70%, uh, hot take is that Hendrick motorsports has no drivers in the championship four. Mm. The Homer, Truckhouse Homer. <laughs> He's playing to the audience here, folks. He's playing to the OG viewers. We get it. We get it. You all showed yourselves through the Scuffy Awards. Don't think I don't forget. Denny Hamlin yeah. and I on elephant brain mode here. Always remember. So that's that's my seventy percent. Or a couple of Hendrick Hendrick uh, hitters there. Zach, what's your seventy percent? Uh, actually, mine is is moderately tied to Hendrick Motorsports. All four JRM cars make the championship four in the Xfinity series. All four? Even Sam Mayer? Yes. Wow. He wins his way in. Interesting. And Justin Allgaier still doesn't win the championship. It's not a part of the take, but we all know that's what's going to happen. So don't worry about it. <laughs> Poor Justin Allgaier. He couldn't win it if he was the only one in it. <laughs> like, poor, I love Justin Allgaier, but I'm just saying. Yeah, poor, poor Allgaier. Mike, what's your, your 70 percenter here? Well, Justin, great minds think alike because at 70 percent, I also had Hendrick has no cars in the final four. I have my final four being Harvick, Truex, Chastain, and Kyle Bush. <laughs> Mama Seeker had a comment there said, No, Zach, he's not a fan of Hendrick. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. All right, Dan, what's your uh, what's your seventy percenter? Uh, that Chevrolet does not win a race in the Truck Series. Mm. Mm. You know, the only thing that makes me sad about that is I really like Grant Infinger, and and I would I think if anyone were to do it in the Truck Series, I think it would be him. But sadly, I, I could see that. <clears throat> All right. Um, so I will go ahead for my my eighty percent simply because it relates to what a lot of people have, um, uh, either for or against. I think Kyle Busch wins four plus races with uh, RCR in twenty twenty three. I think Kyle Busch. I think he's got a renewed, uh, you know, kind of sense of sense of life. 
and uh, I think he's a lot happier with with RCR. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it. I think uh, Kyle Busch he lays the gauntlet down. Um, so <clears throat> Zach, you had a comment on that. What was your? Uh... I just man, y'all are really drinking. The, like, listen, I understand these are hot takes, um, but I have a hard time believing you guys actually believe some of these hot takes. Like you guys must have been like deliriously up at like three a.m. Like, <laughs> like reading through the schedule. Like, ah, oh, if everybody wrecks in this race, then Kyle Busch can win. Oh. Uh, Dan, don't shake yeah. your head. Out. You're the one that's making reasonable ones. I'm actually buying the Dan selling <laughs> most of the way. Uh, Dan, what, what's your uh, what, what's your next hot date? That JGR does not finish ahead of twenty three eleven and owners points. Both cars or one car? As far as like their their highest car. Okay. I think the forty five will be the top Toyota and owners points. That's it. That's it. All right, Mike. What's your your eighty percenter? Um, and this one's just for you, buddy. MTJ wins the title. Brown I, noser. I, I'm telling you. Brown. You know what? Mike is going to get. My uh, my vote for stuff of the year. I can already tell you. I, I can already tell you. It's going to be amazing. Mike, you and I are going to be great friends. I uh, think we will, buddy. I, I you know what? I, I love it. I love it. Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Mike has a has a full time ticket on the show for as long as he wants it. <laughs> um, um <clears throat> nonetheless, who who all do we? Uh, yeah, I agree, Mama Seeger. Mike's Mike's gonna be a, Dan. You got to do better. You gotta you gotta do a little bit better with Mama Seeger. I just oh, it's a sad face. All right, who who are we who are we missing an eighty percenter from? I, I me, track. me. Oh, we're yeah, that guy. Um, we have to skip over. So, that. so the last. So this is based on a bit of history, um, <clears throat> and sad history involved. But if we circle ourselves back to twenty nineteen, all right pre-COVID, pre-everything, J.D. Gibbs had passed away. Now, few, few of you may remember this, but in that season, Joe Gibbs Racing sent three cars to the championship four, won 19 races, and set the NASCAR record for most wins in a single season. Coming off the passing of Coy Gibbs at the end of last season, tragic passing of the last season, Toyota, Joe Gibbs Racing, 2311 combined, don't go out and set the record, but they win 15 of 36 races this year. The most of any manufacturer. Talking about being up at 3 a.m. writing delirious <laughs> stuff. Okay. Well, you What's know, delirious I, about it. I, I can't say they're going to win nearly half the races with what six cars. Yeah. No. <clears throat> you do realize if Truex wins four, they're already a quarter of the way there. Yeah, and that mean, that's about it. <laughs> I'm gonna be and Kai of Kyle Bush winning one. So I'm gonna be honest. I'm he's gonna, not even in the Toyota anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna start us out for for the ninety percenter because Zach, I, as much as I hate to say it, uh, I actually uh, somewhat agree with you, and, and I've gone a little bit more detailed. I don't know about Toyota as a whole, but uh, for the same reason, because of Coy Gibbs passing, uh, I said that uh, Martin Truex Jr. leads a JGR dominated season in which J Joe Gibbs racing as whole, uh, wins, uh, 12 plus. Um, 
I think Christopher Bell is in place to dominate. I don't think Denny Hamlin is is going to back off as as far as his performance goes. And I think uh, Ty Gibbs can get one or two. And I think uh, Truex rebounds. So, uh, yeah, I, I actually uh, am of the same thought process there, Zach. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and and then obviously if Bubba and Tyler Reddick can can do well, they can uh, they can join in on that. Uh, Dan, what say you for your uh, for your ninety percent here? That we're getting really hot here. There's only going to be seven different owners to win a race, and that includes Colleg winning three three road course races with AJ Allmendinger. Wow, the dinger. AJ Allmendinger's uh, winning a race is definitely at, at least one is definitely one that I can see. But winning three, that's a pretty hot take. Um, Zach, what say you? Or no, sorry, I'll go to Mike for uh, for his ninety percent. Piggybacking off of what Dan said earlier, twenty three eleven has a car in the round of eight. I hope we're talking about Tyler Reddick here. Oh, we absolutely are. Do, do, they, have a, do they have a second car? Uh, hey, stop it! Stop hey, it! Hold hey, on, hold on. Wait, that wait. second car, <laughs> that second car, and that second driver have won two races the last two seasons. That's, yeah, that's good. Good for him. He also tried. That's to almost as many as Kyle. Your your golden boy Kyle oh. Busch. Oh come on, golden boy! I have him winning a race and getting into the round of eight. Come on. I will I will say this uh, for uh, uh, just a little little bit more of a plug, Zach. You and I can can vouch for this. You and I actually did an article for Running on CF as to who was more likely to win a championship, uh, Bubba Wallace this year or William Byron next year. Uh, so be sure to go to uh, runonscuffs to check that out. Twenty three and uh, twenty three, baby. Um, um, so uh, <clears throat> with that being said, Zach. Give us your 90% or we're almost at the top of your hot, hottest takes here. Yeah, and uh, I'll go last in the last round for sure. But uh, okay. AJ Allmendinger makes the round of eight. AJ Allmendinger mm. makes the round of eight. That is, I just – honestly, I don't know if I see him getting through the round of 16. But I do. If he I does – He's going to walk off at the Roval. Yeah. It, with the Roval. He can win Talladega. He is good at the restrictor plates. And he's always uh, loved Atlanta. I like Almondinger, so I, I mean... We'll... The, uh, the picture is a lot more clear once you put some thought into it. it. It sounds shocking, but when you think about the playoffs, like, I mean, like the round of 16 year right is a struggle, but um, for him in, a, in some ways. But he's been pretty good at Bristol in the short tracks. Um, and it's really about what can he do in the regular season in terms of winning races at road courses, super speedways, other... The, the college are a very aggressive team. You know, they're trophy hunting. They say it all the time. And um, I think AJ perfectly fits that mantra. So, and I, I gushed about AJ on the season last, last year on this podcast about how great of a move it was. And then I stand by that. That thought. Dan, what say you for, uh, for your final, do you have a, have a final, uh, hot uh take? This for the, this is the, for the hottest one of all, right? The, the hottest one you got. What's, what's your hot take here? Ford will get two, Cup Series victories this season, one with Ryan Blaney, one with Joey Logano. That's it. Wow. Two wins. Heck, Two I got wins. Harvick alone getting three. 
Well, Mike, what's your uh, what's your hottest take? Oh boy, here we go. Denny Hamlin goes winless. You are on crack. <laughs> are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, Denny Hamlin has board. a regressive season in 2023 and does not win a race. I love I'll be on this podcast show. right after the Daytona 500. Meet me at the mics. I'm telling you I, now. He's, he's I'll be here, buddy. And lock it like, in. Yeah, yeah, great finish by Denny Hamlin wrecking out on lap like 13. Great he's job. Got, he's got Truex <laughs> winning the championship and Denny Hamlin going winless. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, sorry. Right. Zach, you said you wanted to go last for this hottest yeah, take, and, and I, and I kind of want you to. So, uh, uh, so Zach, you, you actually know this. Uh, how long did it take him to win last year uh, for him? Was it the 600? That, was that his first win? Who? No, he won at Hamlet. Richmond in the spring, and then he won the okay, yeah, yeah. Hamlin won at Richmond in the spring, won the six hundred. He didn't win again last year, but technically he crossed the finish line first at Pocono. But NASCAR doesn't measure wow. races by who crosses the finish line first; they measure it by politics. Did you see they changed the front end this year for that? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Oh, anyways, uh, before we get to Zach's hottest take, I'll give you mine. I'm going to go against all stats here. I know what, what statistics say. I know what what everything would, would point to. It's The playoffs are not made for this, but my hottest take is that Joey Logano goes back-to-back and wins the championship in 2023. We're just after Ryan's heart. You and, you and Mike have the brownest noses I have ever seen, and I have a dog that has a brown nose. Hey, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get somewhere in this world. So, yeah, that's fine. Anyways, Zach, what's your hottest take? I'm coming for the fans. The fans. This one is at all of you, the listeners, your precious Justin Marks, Pitbull, Ross Chastain, and Daniel Suarez. Zero wins. Don't make the playoffs. Oh, buddy. All of them. Calling it now. Ross Chastain's two wins last year were a fluke. He was relatively inconsistent outside of that. And I think that um, his melon head syndrome is going to get to him this year. He's going to race above his abilities. And it'll this year, the price is coming back. I don't entirely disagree. And, I mean, Daniel Suarez dominated Sonoma. But I'll tell you what. Raise your hand if you've seen Daniel Suarez dominate a NASCAR race outside of that race at Sonoma. Not, I I'm willing to call that a fluke too. Actually, this is no hindrance wow. on their on their team as a whole. But um, see you in 2024, Ross. I I just I have to call you out simply because I, I just have to, Zach. Uh, you said that Ross Chastain wasn't very consistent outside of his two wins. He had the most top fives and top tens of anyone in the Cup Series last year. So yeah, he still was, but he still was inconsistent when it mattered the most, Justin. He made it to the top four. I mean, by running into a wall. Like, but he this, was still consistently went, made it into the top four, though. Like, he was consistent enough went, to make it there. This man went no. This man went MIA like most of the second half of the season. I mean, I I agree with you on the whole Ross Chastain not getting a win this year, Adrian Suarez. I, I I could see that happening, but you can't say that Ross Chastain wasn't 
consistent enough last season. Yeah. Um, Sorry. I, I've got the daft stats right in front of me on that. Um, and I've got the eye test in front of me. I'm telling you. Well, let's just put it this way. Last year, out of all the drivers throughout the season, Ross Chastain had the second highest average finish. And Denny Hamlin is, what, 11th? This isn't about Denny Hamlin versus Ross Chastain. I didn't make Denny Hamlin was nowhere. Denny Hamlin rarely appeared in my predictions outside of one Toyota in 2311. They were noticeably absent from my predictions. So you're saying Ross Chastain is going to go from the second highest average finish to winning nothing? Yes. No, no, that, that ain't happening. <laughs> and, and, and Martin Truex Jr., the guy who won four races, is winning none. Like, he literally bullied through people in a corner at Coda, and all he had to do was hold the wheel straight at Talladega. He did the one thing Eric Jones couldn't do and hold, stay straight. Hold the wheel straight. Well, this has been a very interesting hot take segment. Uh, it, it's going to get a little bit heated. Some people thought that, that they were hot. Uh, Matt, uh, Clearly, throughout the comments, he didn't think mine were that hot, but you know what? That's okay. Um, Here's the thing: some of us came out swinging from the start, and some of us decided to build heat slowly all the way through. I thought Joey Logano going back to back. I thought that was pretty hot take with the way the playoff format works. But you know, I think it's a hot take um, just to go against the trends of Logano in odd number of years. But I, I know. <laughs> Not nonetheless. Um, we'll see how many of these we get right, how many of these we get wrong. Uh, it'll be interesting yeah. to to we'll definitely go back to these at the end of the season and we'll we may even do like uh throughout the halfway point of the season and see how many of them are still in play and how many are not. I'm, um I'm gonna be tracking all of mine throughout the season. Um I don't have so, to track uh, mine because I know they're facts. Listen, oh okay. I, <laughs> I mean I know two of mine contradict each other, but so you gotta have a hot hot take. Hey, if they contradict each other, then I mean, surely one of them should be right, right? Like, we'll see. Um, oh, I mean, with that being said, we're gonna we're gonna wind down our show here. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed this uh, episode of Run on Scuffs. We're glad to be back. We're glad to uh, to be back in the studio. Um, we can't wait for more episodes just like this. We're gonna be here with you all season, um, and this is going to be a heck of a ride we're ready for 2023 to get underway um as always uh be sure like i've said multiple times be sure to check out our website uh it's down below www.runningonscuffs.com we've got some uh some articles on there some uh we've got stats and we've got news but we also have some opinion articles i've written one zach's written a great one about uh his experience with the andretti family uh, Dan's written one breaking down all the seasons, uh, all the teams for this season. Um, so some really good stuff there. Be sure to check out our, our Twitter and our Instagram. And uh, if you check out our Twitter, I will try to give live updates uh, on everything unless we have caution fest like we did at the clash. Um, be sure to uh, to leave a like and subscribe, especially if you're uh, if you're on YouTube, but also if you're on Facebook. Uh, we stream live every Monday night uh, on both of those platforms. Um, so be sure to, yeah, 9 o'clock Eastern time, 8 Central. 
uh, and we appreciate everybody being here. Next week, we have a special guest. We have uh, Matt Nicholson from uh, the Championship Radio Network. Uh, you guys may have seen where I interviewed his uh, his co-host, uh, Steve West, uh, on the uh, on the as a special interview. Um, so we'll be really glad to have Matt with us, and we can't wait to get back to it. Uh, let's get our closing remarks. Mike, why don't you uh, give us your final statements, buddy? Denny Hamlin <laughs> goes win it, winless. Raise hail, praise Dale. That's about as simple as you can get. Uh, I don't know if I want to go to Zach next. So, Dan, we'll go to you. We'll go to you next for your your closing remarks. Uh, I just want to say thank you guys for having me on this season. Uh, I look forward to uh, a couple heated debates with the the man underneath me down there. Uh, but uh, I'm. I do apologize a little under the weather at the moment. I don't know if I'll be here next week, but I'll do my best. And I can't wait to get racing this season, guys. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a there's been a little bit of crud going around for it seems like everybody just about. Mm. So, uh, nonetheless, uh, Zach, why don't you hit us with a uh, signature sign off, buddy? Before I have my signature sign off, I'd like to address all the listeners, viewers, everything. Um, please come at me in the comment section. Please come at me on my social media. You literally know where to find me. I promise you do. At ZRBell98 on all of your favorite socials. You can even come at me on the TikTok and uh, we'll, I'll make response videos. How about that? Um, and of course, I want to thank my parents for their, uh, un- their of course, their unwavering support. Uh, I want to shout out my dad specifically. Uh, for Christmas, he hooked up a lot of the wonderful setup that you guys don't see. But I promise makes me look a lot better. Um so I want to shout him out for that, of course. And both my parents were supporting my racing addiction uh, all the time, all day, every day, listening to me, watching it with me. It's trying to calm me down sometimes. Um, but, yeah, and, of course, thanks to you guys for listening uh, and watching and coming back for us for another season. Uh, I, know, um, I know all four of us really appreciate it. Absolutely. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate everybody who has supported us throughout uh, throughout this offseason and throughout uh, getting everything started. We can't wait for this season. Uh, and we will see everybody next week here on Running on Scuffs. Uh, have a good night, everybody. <laughs>